Hey everyone, this is Kelvin. This is episode 96, Res Metal Podcast. In this episode, I talk with Garrett Alvarado of the band Maul. If you're not familiar with Maul, they're a death metal band from Fargo, North Dakota, and been around since 2017. They've been releasing various demos, EPs, splits, and put out a, a full album last year, um, Seraphic Punishment, which was one of my favorites and they've been getting a lot of recognition and recently signed to 20 bucks spin one of the best uh, death metal record labels out there and they just released a two song ep called desecration and enchantment on 20 bucks spin so everyone should check that out and support them all and I've spoken to Garrett before uh, doing this podcast, and so it was cool to talk to him again and just, um, you know, congratulate him on all the success his band has been achieving. So, yeah, I just want to, you know, let everyone know that Mall is, you know, moving up in the world and they should check out their newest um, EP. Uh, Desecration Enchantment, and I'll leave links um, in the description, so check it out, and I'll play a quick clip. Yeah, thank you. What's up? This is Calvin. I'm talking to Garrett from Mall. Yo, How's going, what's going on, man? I'm uh, I'm okay. I'm doing all right. I got some cold Coors Light by me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I just got off work. I'm all kind of sweaty. I was just ran home as fast as I could. You ran um, home? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I live just pretty close to where I work, but um, yeah. We we were just I was just saying that yeah we talked before, so I kind of just picking up where we left off and. Uh, I think last time we talked, you guys hadn't even released the album yet, the uh, Seraphic Punishment yet. Okay. And okay. Yeah, you guys put that out last year, and pretty pretty awesome, badass album, super heavy. Thank uh, you. You got a lot of good reviews, and yeah, one of my favorites from last year. And yeah, was- I think since that time, yeah, you guys been touring nonstop. It seems like, and recently got on twenty bucks spin. Mm-hmm. And you guys just put out a like a promo EP last week. Yeah, yeah, a little EP, a little free song EP. Yeah, yeah. That, I I was just listening to that. Um, I ordered the tape, but it hadn't come in yet. Um, but yeah, people should check it out. Desecration and Enchantments, the the promo EP. Definitely hit up twenty bucks spin to to pick that up. Um, yeah, a nice little introduction with the label and some new music from us, even though the album was like last year. But yeah, we record we recorded that album in 2021, so you know for it to come out a year later, and then we've been playing those songs a while. So it's like it's nice to be reintroduced to everybody with 20 bucks spin and like have some new music ready to go. So yeah, how did that go about getting on 20 bucks spin? Because uh, to me, that was a big deal. It was fucking surprise to me too. Uh, 
Dave actually approached us, just uh, DM on Instagram, said he liked what we had going on and kind of just wondering our plans and if we wanted to talk about uh, working together to let him know. And it was actually on uh, a tour we were on last December when it happened. I think we were in Kansas City. I know we were in Kansas City. I remember the time because I got, uh, it was before the show and I gathered all the boys and I was like, yo, all right, hear this out. The label just hit us. <laughs> so it was pretty cool, pretty cool moment. And we just, after we got home in December, we started writing this Desecration and Enchantment. And then, yeah, we went and recorded it between two longer tours. We had a three-week tour in April and four weeks in June. And we recorded it a week in May in between the little bit we were home. So, uh, yeah, it's been a fucking busy, busy year, but very worth it. Very rewarding. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of riding it while it's there, you know? Yeah, no, that's cool. I'm, I'm really happy for you guys. Uh, I mean, I'm just a fan. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I really you know, like your music and, um just being out in north dakota too just i i mean li- i lived out there too so i mean damn it's just winters are hard and like not a lot of people are into like death metal or hard music so it's just cool to see you guys get that recognition yeah yeah it's a it's a kind of a desolate place north dakota can be especially in the winter <laughs> yeah yeah, and uh, you, you you guys toured around here in the Southwest back in April. I really wanted to go, but um, I have a I have a baby boy, so I couldn't take off from him. But um, yeah. how did that tour go about? It was great. We went down the West Coast, straight across from North Dakota all the way to Seattle, and then straight down all the way to La Jolla, and then up through up through the desert. And uh, God, yeah, we played. Tempe, we played Albuquerque. We played Bisbee, Arizona. That was that was interesting. <laughs> uh, very cool little spot. But uh, yeah, just seeing the Southwest for the first time was really, really beautiful. Honestly, just driving through that. And there was one night, I think it was, I don't remember what show it was, but we were driving and we just pulled off to the side and shut off the lights and like just we're just hanging out with the sky because we don't ever get like that that dark around here with all the light pollution and stuff and just uh, it was a just a crazy feeling like not even seeing the homies like three feet away from you that's how dark it was but just enjoying the just doing something different getting out of the fucking van and really appreciating the the area we were in yeah i I read that you booked all the shows yourself like like uh i mean i don't know that just that that's like a massive tour and a massive amount of like promotion like venues to like hit up but yeah um, yeah how do you how do you do it do you just like map it out on like whatever like you just make a map and a route and you just hit every stop or uh, how did that go? pretty much i i uh Especially if there's like something already booked, like a fest or something that we know we're going to be around, but we're going to be out for a week or two around it. Um, it's pretty easy to just kind of visualize a routing, knowing what's three to six hours away. Sometimes we have to put in that seven to eight hour push um, of drive time just to get to the next place. But that's kind of the, the perils of the middle of the country. 
um, yeah, I kind of just map out a routing. And then at this point we have friends or somebody I know and pretty much every place that we have, have played. Um, and a lot of them have been repeats now. Um, or even just, just in, uh, Instagram, you know what I mean? Just Instagram friends and knowing of, or I, I use Bandcamp and the location tag when I'm booking tours, if there's somewhere that I don't know, and I just kind of do some genre searching around that area. And then I just go to Instagram and DM them or email. Um, it's pretty, pretty just, you know, toes to the ground, fucking running to do it. Um, a lot of emails, you know, I work with venues in some cities. I work with just the venue because we know them well enough. Um, or I have a promoter that I just like, yo, we want to come back through. Um, but yeah, a lot of it is just talking to bands or, uh, DMing an email and then getting left on read a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I, I've done everything from all up to this point, booking wise. Um, obviously with some help of like regional promoters, like gathering like three days first in Florida or three days in Texas, kind of doing it in one swoop, but it's still me like reaching out to make that happen. So there's no one like. There's no middleman for us, you know what I mean? It's just us working for us. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, that's impressive. I'm curious about that Bisbee show. Like, uh, actually, I might, just in general, how was, like, the turnout, especially in places like Bisbee? Oh, the turnout was... Like, that's, like, kind of way out there. Yeah, for sure. It was... Uh, we made... Uh, I wish I could remember this person's name, but we made someone's fucking life because they work in Bisbee, and they're, like the only they actually worked at the place we played and it was their off day and uh but they were like a super like metal crust type person like patches all over and they were just like so stoked they actually gave us like a little walking tour around bisbee um but yeah i mean the turnout was like a couple families trying to eat there uh a couple of people popped in just cause there's always music going on on that like street of bars. There was a show next door and we were like bullshitting with one of those bands. It was just like a, you know, traditional bar style band. Um, yeah. I mean, we hung with the bartenders. We had a good time. Uh, still sold some merch to the few people that were there and just hung out, but ate some really good food. But yeah, it wasn't really like a show show. <laughs> it was pretty interesting. Very much more of an experience than it was like, uh, we got to go back and play Bisbee. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's like one of those towns, like way south of the southern part of Arizona, like kind of like those old west towns, like Tombstone. And right, right. Yeah, like that's kind of like how I know it as. And then, uh, well, my brother said, yeah, my brother said he saw you guys and uh out the albuquerque show like yeah. how was the albuquerque, albuquerque show that would have been the Albu show i would have went to but i couldn't yeah. go yeah yeah i remember uh you and your brother look a lot alike <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the albuquerque was fucking awesome it was at a place that is no longer called the chancla um shout out shout out bethany running that uh she holds down a lot of the diy scene for years and shit uh from my understanding, she was just a G ran sound around the show. Um, Lachanko was awesome. It was a floor show, all ages. And like, honestly, Albuquerque might've been the coolest 
show of that run for a lot of reasons. But like people were so stoked that we were just there. Like literally just that, like, and it was such a, like, it felt like a little like a block party, like reunion thing. Like just hanging out in the parking lot and like people were coming up and just like, everyone was wanting to like take pictures and just talk and drink a beer and fucking, uh, we were signing a bunch of shit and just like, uh, some of the guys were laughing and uh, shout out lamb. He was like, I always knew this day would come. Garrett's always been a res legend. <laughs> so it was pretty cool to, I don't know. It was, uh, Albuquerque had a really cool, cool energy that night. And, uh, shout out face ripper. Shout out church crusher. Incredible van. Uh, you don't bump that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, good times. Like, that whole run was fucking awesome, but I would say Albuquerque and potentially San Diego or La Jolla was like the best shows, and they were both all ages floor shows. So can't beat that energy. I wish I had that much energy still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys like jump right into like another tour, like on the other side of the country, right? With like Sentence yep. Guy, the the other tour you did. Uh, no, that was one was with uh, Brat from New Orleans oh, okay. and uh, Terminal Nation and Primitive Rage from Springfield, Missouri and uh, Tombstoner from uh, New York. Uh, the Sentence to Die one is coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. That'll be the, yeah, that's, that'll be the first one that we're, we do with them, which is pretty cool. They're Minneapolis, Minneapolis death metal. Uh, they're on Maggot Stomp. I'm sure people know who sent us to die are, but uh, we haven't done a lot together other than a uh, collapsing sun show a couple of years ago, but uh, they just released their album, uh, parasitic infection. And then we just released our EP desecration enchantment. So uh, the tour kickoff is in Minneapolis and it's just going to, we're putting it as a double release show. That's going to be pretty cool. It's putting on for Midwest death metal, especially way up here North, you know, Minnesota, North Dakota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always love checking out bands. Or if I, I mean, yeah, I do the same thing. A lot of, a lot of Bandcamp and Instagram. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm the fan from the fan point of view. I look at a lot of like people who collect albums, like records and tapes, and that's kind of how I discover bands, just like from other like music collectors. But oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you can see like if they're from like if they're from like yeah the Midwest, I'll definitely check it out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's some cool shit up here in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go back. I mean, I lived in like Bismarck and Grand Forks, but I've been through Fargo. Um, usually, I drive through, and but yeah, I always, I always dug like the whole like Fargo setup, like the downtown area, and yeah, yeah. Um, pretty yeah. peaceful it's a small big town yeah yeah and then um but yeah I, I think i moved like in 2000 i moved out of north dakota in 2017 and kind of been back here in arizona um and then just yeah for me the local music scene is just out here on the navajo res so i just check out bands around here um yeah a lot of a lot of sick bands around here coming out and 
yeah, it's just it's just cool to I don't know, I feel like I like I don't really have much of a social life, but like I think going to shows too is just kind of like where like my I feel like that's where I kind of like know people or I just see them from other shows I went to or people from yep. other bands. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like no, that's like I hang out. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's like the perfect spot for a community feeling, right? It's like, it's like a bunch of like-minded people. It doesn't matter if you never fucking met them before. You're all you're all at one spot for a reason, right? Like just appreciating music and art and the energy and yeah, you got to fucking hold on to those few things that you can have for just like how important it feels, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's cool. It's like, I don't know. I don't really go out much anywhere. I think maybe just to shows. I think the place I go mo- mo- mostly is uh, like Albuquerque. I think Albuquerque is like the biggest place. To, how far we drive is that for you? About two hours. Um, if I'm going yep. like nonstop no gas, no bathroom breaks, just straight to Albuquerque. It's two hours. But I mean, if I have to like stop for like to get gas or to use a restroom, yeah, it's like two and a half hours. Sure. Sure. But uh, yeah, the venues out there are nice. The, the I don't know if you got to check out the, if you got a chance to check out the downtown area, there are a couple like venues in the downtown area. No, I didn't get to see much of Albuquerque, honestly. Oh yeah, and Lachanka, from what I heard from some of the locals, was in a very sketchy area, <laughs> <laughs> which all of our favorite venues are. So, honestly, yeah, I think my brother took me down that part of town to. We're trying to look for some like Mexican like street tacos in that area. Yeah, it was kind of pretty sketchy, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of had on a swivel a little bit. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, the like the downtown area is pretty cool. There, there's a there's a couple of places that are like 21 and older, so like it's more of a laid back audience where people just drink beer and don't really like mosh or anything like that. But I think the under 21 venues, I think, are probably the more like the I guess the more active crowd mm-hmm. like there. Would you say you that know, most of those are probably DIY run too? um uh, like the more all ages ones yeah i'd say um i know the one place called like launchpad that place is like uh, i've heard think, a lot about launchpad yeah launchpad there uh it's it's like all ages yeah like there, there's like a bar area but it's like separated but yeah that yeah. place gets that place gets packed and yeah people are are, are really active there and then the other bar, the other places that are like bar venues, those are the ones that are like 21 and over. I feel like those, those are like, you know, people are just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of like. More of the head nod crowd. Yeah. My brother and I call it the, the craft beer crowd. Like people just kind of yeah. hold, hold their beer and then like. Kinda nod, doing this nod thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I mean, I do. I don't know. Like I said, you can't like fake the energy that a lot of all ages shows bring. And I think it's important because having an all ages venue or a fucking spot to hold all ages shows is like how you make a music scene. Like it's so detrimental for kids of any fucking age to see that it's just people in their town or people on the road just like i said in that community setting you know what i mean like oh fuck this is so cool like i could do this like that's 
that's like the coolest thing out of music is like all ages shows and seeing like Fargo is just getting a influx now of uh, um, like 15 to 19 year olds, like starting just a bunch of bands together, a bunch of different genres, like, and everyone in mall and every like uh, spec and a bunch of Fargo bands were just like championing it. Like, yo, I hope you're ready to play shows. Like we're gonna put you on fucking everything. <laughs> um, and they think it's like, you know what I mean? Like they seen us like do shit. I'm like, we're, we're just like ready to like champion the next wave. You know what I mean? Like, just like, let's make this a lot easier than it was for us. Especially when I was fucking 18 um, and bands, like things just felt a little bit different. That could have been just me. You know what I mean? But at 33, I want to make sure that these young bands are like, feel fucking a part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I see a lot of young people at the shows around here and uh, definitely. Yeah. There's some new bands that I, I've been able to check out, but I, I see like, see them on like the, the flyer or like the, whatever the promotion pr promotional stuff is like, yeah, it's, it's really cool to see. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, I mean, I'm just a fan, just like a, collector of like music and mm -hmm. yeah i think i've always been like that ever since like in high school well, I, i'm like a couple years older than you but i grew up in the the cd era yeah yeah so i, I just have like a ton of cds just like all over the place and yeah i feel like that's i don't know it's kind of hard to break that habit like i haven't really gone full like just digital streaming i, I still feel like i have to have the cd or or tape or record but I mm -hmm. think mostly CD. I mean, um, yeah, it'd be cool to like try to get some bands on a CD and like just kind of like help in that way. That'd be something I always want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Put a, put together a uh, mixtape type thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, it would just be just just to help the bands out. I wouldn't want to make like money off them. It's their mm -hmm. since it's their music and their art. But uh, yeah, it's something I always felt like I should try to do instead of like spending all my money on like all all this like whatever bands music I should like try to help yeah. invest in the bands around here and like help Especially, out the bands around here. I had a couple talks with some people who uh like went to a show first time in 2018. They're in bands now. Um. But like they went from shooting shooting uh, photos at the show, they started doing a, a zine. Uh, they started drawing art for the zine and started getting more and more into the drawing, and they started doing art for bands. Um, and then fast forward is just like got into a band, and now is like doing tattoos and shit and. Um, that progression of just like four years of seeing that, like just finding any lane that you can get into like that, like, you know, that this scene or community means a lot to you. And like, maybe not everybody can be in a band or pick up an instrument, but yeah, like starting a small label to help out bands, like with tapes or CDs, like podcasts just to get them out, just to like get faces out, you know, whoever watches like, 
um zines are very cool especially in local scenes like it's cool to just hold something and read about people you might know or just you know learn about shit you don't know um yeah any any lane is important as long as you feel it you just have to feel and give a shit (laughs) yeah yeah plus i noticed like i mean i moved out here in 2020 but there's like a ton of people out here that don't have internet and don't have like a smartphone that they still rely on like tapes and CDs and DVDs. Like mm-hmm. there's like a, like, yeah, there's just a big population of people that still like, use like that. Zine. Yeah. yeah use like that kind of really like, cool. they use that kind of media to like, you know, um, yeah. Cause I mean, I barely have like a good signal out here. I have to like get Wi-Fi, and then like, as soon as I walk like half a block away, I, I don't have service. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Plus that probably that probably also helps my CD habit. Like I gotta like listen to it when I'm driving or when I'm at work. Because at work I they blocked all the the Spotify and like YouTube sites. Oh, so sure. If I want to listen to some music, I just bring some CDs and just listen to it on the work computer. Yeah, pop it in. Hell yeah. Yeah. Can't take that away from. <laughs> yeah, actually, no. They, I guess the the IT people found because I was like burning the CD onto the computer hard drive, and then the IT people emailed me and were like, "Hey, we noticed you have like thirty gigs of music on your computer. <laughs> like, you need to delete that." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay. my man, my man went straight to thirty gigs." <laughs> yeah, no, I was just like burning. Like, I was like for a yeah. year straight, I would just like pop in CDs and burn it onto the work computer, and then yeah. they, were, I guess they found out. I don't know what. Can, can you stop taking up all our space? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slowing down the the network. Um, right, right. But yeah, I just now I just listen to CDs. I don't burn it onto the computer or the hard drive at work. But um, but yeah, I uh, I ordered the the EP you guys put out, and I'm still waiting on it. But um, yeah, it's, it's really sick. I like the artwork. Um, I was just gonna ask, like, how'd you get the artists, or how'd you find that? artist who did the artwork um so i had worked with this artist on my side or like internet project with brennan from thorn um called paranoia apparition we did like a it's like a black metal-y uh grindcore style uh band we actually have some new music coming out soon too uh and I found uh, Datura, Datura AD on Instagram um, with that project, sorry. Uh, and I just loved how vivid and like colorful everything was. It was like, or vibrant is probably a better word. Um, but there were still like hellscapes. They were still like haunting pieces. And that's like their bread and butter. That's like what they do with acrylic and digital um paintings and uh obviously the flag behind you traffic punishment like we we went all out with like the the way that i approach the way i approach jason barnett who painted that was like i want this to look like an ethereal like sexy hell (laughs) like i still wanted to look fucking haunting i want there to and they he brought out so many fucking details, but like the color scheme was really important to me. And it wasn't like a, it wasn't like, yeah, mall is going to be like a colorful band, but 
after that and all the compliments and just seeing like how really cool it was, especially on wall flags and holding the record and stuff. And I was, I just don't really vibe with the like plain black. Here's a, here's a drawing and fucking here's our logo in red type thing. And like, I listen to a lot of type of stuff like that, but like the art and how it like grabs you is really, really important to me. It's like just the full package of how it's presented. Um, so it was like the same idea. Like I wanted it to look, I wanted it to be like, uh, attractive to the eyes, I guess. But like, I just, I told, uh, Datura on the EP artwork, I just wanted a kaleidoscope hell <laughs> instead of an ethereal hell. Uh, with the, the faces basically playing on anguish and uh, ecstasy, basically. Um, and then, yeah, they, they knocked it out of the park. I was actually inspired by an episode of Samurai Jack and then some older pieces of Detura, and I sent them my idea, and, yeah, they knocked it out of this fucking killed it. Like, I don't know if we'll always have very, very vibrant covers, but I'm into it right now, and it feels like it's... As long as it makes sense and it's real, we're not forcing it. You know what I mean? Like, I, it doesn't doesn't hurt to be different. Yeah. No, it's sick. Um, yeah, are you guys, uh, how far along are you guys with, like, putting out another full-length album? Um, I'm actually in the practice space right now. We have nine new songs right now. Um, not all of them are complete, complete. I'd say probably four, four and a half are like lyrics laid to them. We're playing a couple of them alive already. Um, yeah, we're ready to uh, get in there early, early spring, February, March to get in the studio, um, get this thing out next year. Uh, yeah, we've been we've been getting together three times a week, Thursday, Saturday, Sundays, and just fucking ripping on this. Josh and I have been getting together Thursdays and Fridays. So it's literally been Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with this band, but we've been, uh, we bought a shuttle bus that we converted, um, just to help with touring. Like it's a full bench set up in bunks, double bunks all the way around it and the gear, gear wall set up and door, separate door and everything. So we've been doing that the last two months too. Um, I told label man this the other day. I was like, yeah, we've been putting in full-time death metal hours without the full-time pay, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's all worth for, for something. You know what I mean? It's all work for next year, how much we're going to be on the road and getting this album out with some like 20 bucks spent. You know what I mean? Like that's a big deal to me. That's, that's the death metal label. And I had no idea if mall would ever be a part of something like that. And we're just, trying to stay as busy as we can out there and uh, show these motherfuckers Midwest death, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. I, I got to head out pretty quick, but uh, I was wondering like um, if you had any like favorite albums that from this year that you think people should check out. Oh, damn. Should, should have gave me some homework. Favorite <laughs> albums from this year. Let's see here. Off top. Oh my God. All right. I'm going to throw a few things out. Uh, 
the Acacia Strain double albums that came out this year. They put out like a three song Doom album and a ten song just faster Acacia Strain style shit, just ask me to record. Um, I don't remember the fucking names of them. That's how bad I am. I'm just kind of going off of what's getting the most plays for me this year. Um, the Dying Fetus album uh, that came out. God, I'm so bad with names. Uh, that has been getting played a lot. Um, the new two mold. The new two mold that came out on 20 bucks bin. Fucking label mates. They don't know who we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that shit is really fucking cool. Uh, glad to see the Doom expansion in that album as well. Oh, I've been thinking about like what I've been into the most this year. Cause I always on my personal Instagram, I always put out like most played, you know, sometimes a lot of times I end up doing albums and EP demos, like two separate top tens. <laughs> um, the Undergang, Undergang album that came out this year is fucking incredible. Um, they don't think they can do any wrong. Everything they do is just, perfect grimy death metal to me um damn the homies hanging fortress uh they dropped their album with redefining darkness our old home um and i think that in the the huge uh I don't want to say trend like negatively, but like the, the like really popular chunky moshable death metal that is like been around like Megat stomp style. I don't know if there's a band doing it better than hanging fortress right now. Uh, I just, check that out. just massive ass beating fucking riffs. And, uh, Ian is a fucking crazy vocalist. Yeah, Hanging Fortress is definitely killing it with that style. Yeah. I can name yeah. a bunch of things, but I also, my mind is trash. <laughs> yeah, no, I usually like, I don't know. This is just my own thing. I, I, I like doing like top 10 lists at the end of the year. Um, one more, one more. Yeah. After Afterbirth, the newest Afterbirth record is. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been playing it nonstop. Uh four dimensional flesh when it came out in twenty twenty was my number one. And this might be as well. There's just something fucking addictive about that band, like the vocal cadence and everything and just like the the experimental technicality. Like it doesn't feel like they're just trying to be as fast and fucking crazy as possible. They're like jazzy and proggy with it and like brutal like it's brutal heavy heavy death metal yeah after bad after birth that might be my favorite right now yeah sorry i, I gotta <laughs> check it out some more I, I like heard a few songs and i know the it's guy so from artificial brain he like he left artificial brain and he's like focusing on like afterbirth so uh, that made yeah, me want to check it out that's the homie big will yeah um yeah, yeah. i was gonna say one of my favorites is from 20 bucks spin um majesties did you ever check out the majesties album yeah majesties is great yeah um, that, was, that, that blew me away they uh did, did they have a release a couple years ago too i uh, i think that's their from what i know it's their like first album but oh, i think they're no, from okay. a bunch of other bands uh yeah they're from that obstacle 
absolute yeah, yeah 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 okay that's what i was thinking that's yeah the majesty thing is crazy yeah it's so cool seeing the amount of different types of death metal this coming out and um i mean it's always been you know what i mean there's always been a, a wide array of it but yeah and, and then uh, oh, there was one that. more i don't know if you checked out uh the sulfur ion sulfur eon Oh, I, um, I think they're like uh, I want to say they're from they're from Europe somewhere. I think they're from I forget. I gotta double check. But sulfur uh, aeon. Yeah, they remind me of like suffering hour. I know you, you you're familiar with suffering hour. Uh, yeah, they're like remind me a lot of like suffering hour. Just that really melodic like black and death metal. Like okay, it's like okay. stuff you can like hum like hum the melody to, but with like a lot of like blast beats and yeah. just like. Yeah, definitely yeah it's really good i like those are the two that i i like um <clears throat> but yeah i like doing those top 10 lists and i always like checking out other people see what they were into this year um but um but yeah those those are all my questions and i don't want to hold you up too long i know there's like a time difference out here so um but yeah thanks again garrett for talking no, we're, we're still on the same we're on the same time frame oh okay so. yeah. yeah i think yeah. i'm an hour behind you guys oh okay okay yeah stupid daylight savings time it's ridiculous um but um but yeah i, I don't want to hold you up too long but yeah thanks again for talking with me now i hope you guys like start routing some tours somewhere around here again i'll definitely want to make it out there to one of your Sorry, shows Last little bit there was me pissing. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, we are for sure coming back to Albuquerque. I'm not going to say when, but uh, yeah, we are for sure. And in that area in general, I'd love to fucking do something on the Navajo Nation too. I think yeah, that would yeah, be really, sure. really, really fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know of people around here that do shows, so yeah, I can definitely try to point you in the direction that i mean i wish i could promote shows and but to me it just seems like a lot of <laughs> a lot of work i don't know like seems kind of dangerous I mean, too i don't know like the amount of like shit that can go wrong at a show i just i don't want to be like held responsible <laughs> yeah but i mean if you know some bands and you know a venue and like I, i'll get at you like we can set some up really really low-key really easy that's the other nice thing about like nobody's doing our moves for us you know what i mean like well we can adapt and do anything and just fucking have fun with it and I, that's how i want to keep it because music should be fucking fun <laughs> yeah all right man all right garrett all, yeah, yeah, um yeah appreciate it and um yeah everyone should check out the new ep um i'll, I'll leave a link to where to find it all right peace oh yeah brother have a good night you too